Welcome to the Wife Spiller, brought to you by Chelsea and Charity. This is the podcast where we talk about everything related to being a woman. Well, not everything. Only the juiciest details that our entire society is afraid to talk about. So grab a blanket, pop your pearls out of your ears, and grab a cup of something to sip on. Because you are going to want to get cozy for this one. Hi, ladies and gents, it's me, Chelsea, again. And today I just want to come to you again with another episode of The Wife Spiller. This is going to be just one of our quick little segues in between our normal episodes. Um, So yeah, so today's topic for The Wedding Blitz, episode two, is four ways to have a hassle-free wedding. So let's hop right into it. Point number one, plan ahead of time. Do not procrastinate. So, um... When you're in your wedding process, um, it is strongly, strongly encouraged to get to planning as soon as possible. As soon as you set that date with your fiance and you decide, you know, um, that you do in fact want to get married and you've gotten engaged and you've set a date for your wedding, I do strongly recommend to begin the planning process. Um, just because the longer you wait, the more you are increasing your chances of Um, one marginal error, you know, because you're procrastinating, you're waiting until the last minute to get stuff done, two, you're creating unnecessary stress for yourself when you don't begin planning ahead of time. Um, And just as a quick little tidbit on that portion, um, I would also strongly advise that you do find your venue before getting like dead set on a date. Um, it's okay to like be in the Paul Park and just say, hey, you know, I want to get married around this time or we want to have a fall wedding, want to have a spring wedding, um, whatever time that you want to have. But I would strongly suggest to find that wedding venue first that you are most interested in just because you don't want to get yourself like mentally set on a date and then the venue that you fall in love with is not available for that date. So um, before sending out any invitations, um, before even sending out save the dates, I would definitely suggest making sure you have that wedding venue first. Um, I would probably even go as far as saying to make sure you've secured the venue prior to even um, letting a lot of your family and friends know what the date is gonna be. Um, Again, that's just to kind of help minimize stress for you and just to kind of also minimize like any marginal errors as far as you know you being disappointed and because you can't get married on the date that you thought you would um now there are one-off situations where it's kind of like okay you know um I am have setting my date for, for this time because my great-grandmother, um, her birthday was on this date and she's passed, so I want to honor her. Um, if you want to do that, completely understandable. But if you're just simply throwing out a date to have something to say because people are asking, um, I definitely would still focus on you know finding that venue first before getting dead set on a date. Um, Also, just a tidbit back to planning ahead of time. Um, Another thing, too, is just remember, the earlier you have your wedding, the quicker you need to begin planning. And I mean aggressively planning. For instance, anything six months and under, 
as soon as you get engaged, you pretty much need to be setting a date and beginning your planning process. Um, anything above six, after six months, you do have a little bit more wiggle room to kind of, you know, procrastinate and chill a little bit. But um, definitely, you do want to, you know, aggressively get to planning, especially if you're having a wedding within three to four months. Um, I know people that have gotten married in six weeks. Um, just remember that if you are having a six-week wedding, um, you may not be able to get that Disney wedding on a budget um, just because it's so close. You know, same with three, four months. Um, if you do a quick planning um, but for a three, four, three, four month engagement, just know you may pay those premium prices because your day is so close. Um, but again, those do, do your engagement how you want to. There are some people that are like, I'm in love. We know we want to get married. You know, our culture, we do it this way. So boom, let's get married in six weeks. If that's what you want to do, have at it like still congratulations that's awesome girl but at the same time you do just want to remember you could be adding stress if you you know have a wedding pretty soon you know six months and under and you're not beginning that planning process in a good time frame um that will affect your stress levels and um, just as we go into um, having, you know, early weddings, I do want to go ahead and hit on point two. Point two to have a hassle-free wedding is to consider bundling services or all-inclusive venues. Um, I think this is a point that a lot of ex-brides and current brides do not talk about. Um, I don't know why. People probably just forget about it, but... Surprisingly enough, when you bundle in a lot of that stuff, it could actually be cheaper for you and you're decreasing your stress levels. Reason why I say that is because you don't have so many vendors going in so many different directions. Um, prime example, my fiance and I, we are actually, um, we have an all-inclusive venue for the most part. We have a couple of things that we had to outsource like photography, um, makeup, uh, floral arrangements, you know, just different stuff that we had to outsource. Um, but for the most part, as far as like the food, the ceremony, the reception, the day of coordinator, um, the drinks, the drink package, that is all bundled into our venue. Um, and, and this really decreased stress like tremendously. Um, I remember at one point in the process, Kai and I, we were considering you know, having a um, wedding at a lake, at a park. And after I realized, like, how many different people I would need, like, I would need a day of coordinator, I would need bar services, catering, the cake, photography, DJ. You know, when you add in all those different people, um, it does kind of add just a little bit more stress because, again, you have so many things going in so many different directions. If you can have something where, you know, um, your videography, photography, and DJ are together, great. You know, or your drink service, your cake, and your food. Maybe you find a vendor that will take care of all of those three things for you. Um, awesome. You know, but you do want to kind of consider those all-inclusive or uh, multiple, uh, multiple, 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 um, services provided by a venue 
um, types of venues. Those are, those are things that you want to kind of consider. Again, just to help decrease stress. Um, I do understand that some people are not able to do that. You may live in a smaller town and you may not be able to find as many as the, of those resources around. Um, and you may have to go to all separate vendors. It's your wedding, you know, or you may be someone that's like, I definitely want Jim and Nick's to cater my wedding. You know, I'm not going to anybody else. I have to have their, their macaroni and cheese or their barbecue. If that's the case, then definitely stick with what you want. Um, but just keep in mind for those who are, you know, particularly starting their wedding process, do not feel that you have to automatically opt to having so many different options. Um, you are able to actually go in and, and bundle some of that stuff together. And that's just having an open and honest conversation with the wedding coordinator at those venues. Just being honest, laying it all out on the table. I remember when Kai and I were looking for venues, um, we actually, I had a, que- a list of questions that I had asked on top of my email consultations that I had with them. When I went in person, I had a bunch of questions that I had and I just put it all out there, you know, just to find out who can do what. Um, And you know, having an all-inclusive venue is also very fun. I mean, you and your fiance can go and just like Kai and I, we went and and did our tasting um, because we have an in-house chef for our wedding. Um, The bar was there and you know, we had, had had some drinks, tasted our food. Uh, walked around the venue and talked about like our wedding and our plans and stuff and we just made a day out of it you know um just have yourself a day with your fiance you know make it a day date and just really enjoy that and really really take advantage of those um multiple service included venues um can't stress that enough also on the far end of the spectrum please remember that this is your wedding date it is no one else's It's not your mom's, it's not your grandma's, it's not your dad's, it's yours. And that being said, please do not forget about cruise line weddings um, and also all-inclusive destination weddings. I know several people that have gotten married in Mexico, gotten married in Dominican Republic, um, gotten married over the cruise ship. And then they went to the Bahamas for two days afterwards and cruised back with their family don't forget about those because there, it's often times that if you add all of that information in and all of the things you need, you could actually come out cheaper by just doing a destination wedding or a cruise wedding. And think about it this way. <laughs> You're killing two birds at one stone. You're technically getting your honeymoon and your wedding all at the same time. If people love you, they will understand. There are multiple um, options for you to be able to have groups of guests come. You know, I've seen where people have had 50 guests at, you know, a destination wedding. That's okay. Don't forget about those destination weddings because you can often come out cheaper and you can have a really good time and you get a free vacation out of it. Like, how awesome is that? Um, So, and that's also, going back to point number one, that could also be a remedy to um, having your wedding close up, like less than six months. You can just plan a destination wedding they're so easy um well I won't say they're easy but they're easier than planning a traditional wedding because a lot of stuff is just bundled in um so yeah that's something you want to think about because 
a lot of brides don't know you know you you just get engaged and you get excited and the first thing you want to do is start looking for your dress or looking for your venue and um you know you can often forget that each napkin is going to cost something you know each chair is i know for us when we were looking at venues there were chairs that were like you know two dollars a chair so if you have 250 guests that's something you want to think about now i will say some people are phenomenal at this my sister she had different cake venue i meant vendor um different venue um had a day of coordinator got her decorations from somewhere else got you know this and that chairs from somewhere else and her wedding was phenomenal she had it on like a lake type place um on the lake so it was that type of venue and it was beautiful and she was not stressed out um but if you're like me you're one of those people that gets like really really stressed if there's a lot going on and you're ocd about things being organized i would strongly consider bundling in um, those services for your wedding so moving on to point number three as well just think about also creating a vision board making sure you have a vision for your wedding um this is absolutely huge um for me you know (laughs) i'm a southern bride so i am not going to be shameful to admit that when i fell in love with my fiance i did secretly look at like and pin like a wedding board (laughs) um and so i could pull some ideas from there you know I'm just going to say that shamelessly. Um, But it actually worked out because a lot of my ideas for the wedding were organized. Now, granted, I did change my mind multiple times, and so will you during this process. You're going to change your mind on colors and all sorts of things. Um, But just remember, you know, it's good to have that vision. And that's not something that you have to include everybody in. You can just have one or two people that you really trust be a part of helping you build that vision. So um, if you're not a Pinterest person, you can have a vision board um, where you actually, or a PowerPoint where you actually put stuff together, pictures and things. But definitely make sure you have that vision together. I know for me, um, my favorite thing to do is to get on the couch with a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and just have myself a night and just pin stuff for my wedding on Pinterest. Um, and, and that's what I did. And it was a really good way for me to keep my ideas organized. Oh, by the way, while we're on ideas and visions, um, if you're the kind of person that is really protective of your ideas, also consider keeping those that information private. Limit what you tell other people, um, even if it's the people that you think you can trust. You know, limit giving out your ideas because you never know. You could meet that person that decides to set their date right before you, and they want your ideas, and they try to take them. Um, I know it sounds petty, but trust me, it happens. So you do want to just consider, you know, keeping that information private. Again, if you're one of those people that doesn't care, it's like, look, I'll give you all my stuff for my wedding. Um, cool. You know, you can definitely save a buck there. But if you're someone that has worked hard to put your vision together, um, and you know for a fact that, you know, you are the one that's getting married last or whatever, um, then you definitely want to keep that information private and keep your ideas private, only telling very few people that you trust because you will be surprised 
the types of things that come out when you get engaged and set your date. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say about that one. Um, so, yeah, so that's that about visions. Um, also going along with visions as well. My fiance and I, we actually had a dry erase board in our place where we made a to-do list. And this is something that you can do towards the end of the process, like the last 60 days of of your wedding. Um, Have out those things that's like, okay, this is what we have to get done. All of our grooms need to get fitted for their tux. Um, Here are the games we want to do. Here are our vows. We need to get our vows from our minister. Um, Have that stuff out on a dry erase board. So when you get everything done, you can just do a little party dance and mark it off and go on to your next item that you need to get done. Um, That's something that we had also towards the end of the process. Um, Some brides may want to do it at the very beginning. An Excel spreadsheet to help you stay on budget. Um, that is huge. Um, if you're not a good Excel person, you can also just do a regular, um, like a regular notepad where you can write out each expense. Wedding planners. I had people that gifted me and gave me wedding, wedding planners, um, after they got married or just as a, as a engagement gift. Use those items. Get you a notebook. Get you a planner. Write that stuff out. You know, make sure you know what to do. Really, really focus on staying organized. And I will probably actually get into a little bit more detail on organization on a different um, Blitz episode. But yeah, that's the thing. You want to have your vision. You want to have your spreadsheets. um, And you want to keep that stuff close to you because people will comment. People a lot of times think that, you know, because you're getting married and because they've done it or whatever, they think that this is something that they can comment on. And when you're in the middle of the planning process or you're in the middle forking out thousands for your wedding, the last thing you want to hear are those critical negative comments or someone stealing your ideas and your thoughts and trying to execute them before you. So you do just want to just make sure that you keep that information private let the people be shocked give the people what they want let them be shocked on your wedding day so yeah that's that again we will get an organization later um so moving on to point number four which is our last point um and my thing is communication is key again point number four communication is key um Even though I did talk about keeping your ideas private, it is also important that you talk around with people um, and let them know that, hey, I am getting married. Um, Do you know any DJs? Do you know any good photographers? Um, Ladies, when you're single, even make sure you're watching those folks on your Instagram while you're scrolling, looking at someone else's engagement photos, make sure you're also keeping in your head when you see photographers. Um, I know for me, my photographer that I use, I actually noticed that she went into photography back before I even started dating my fiance. And I was like, oh, cool. She's in photography. So when I seen her post later on, I was like, okay, mental note. You know, if I have a wedding or a baby um, photography photography session, this is something I can reach out to her for. Um, So you do want to keep those folks in mind. Word of mouth is huge during the wedding. You'll be during the wedding process. You'll be surprised the amount of people that have resources that can come forward. Um, Also, referrals. When you're talking to people that you trust 
and you know that are honest with you, they can tell you like, hey, I used this DJ, they were awesome, like here's his contact information, here's his website, go listen to his samples, go look at when this person did the, um, excuse me, the anniversary process, um, I mean, anniversary party, and go listen to, you know, his work. Um, those are all things that you want to consider, you know, communicating with people that have been through the process or that know someone that's going through the process. That way you can really capture those deals. Um, I can honestly say probably about 50% of my vendors for my wedding were individuals that I found through word of mouth or either people that I found via social media. Don't be afraid to use your resources, especially if you don't have a wedding planner. For me, I did not actually do a wedding planner. So these were all things that I had to keep in mind for because I was shopping for my own um, venues. So, I mean, my own um, vendors. So yeah, that's something you definitely want to you know keep in mind. So just to recap from our um, week two of the wedding blitz for our four ways to have a hassle-free wedding. Um, and actually, real quick, before we, before we do that, I just remembered as far as like keeping things organized, I got to stress that one more time. I think that might be our biggest point here um, because even when we first started planning, we were considering just doing like a huge beach house or a huge mountain cabin and having something that was like event friendly and I was like oh it's just gonna be a small little wedding union 30 people whatever um even if you decide to go that small you still need to be organized you still need to have a spreadsheet with a budget because you will be surprised a wedding that you think you're only going to pay five thousand for how quick that can jump up to ten thousand and twenty and so on and so forth um so make sure you really 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 keep that um keep that near and dear to your heart and make sure you stay organized from the point of you getting engaged and saying yes and setting a date all the way to the day of the wedding um, and, and that way, when you do it early, you can really, really enjoy yourself. You're not running around doing a bunch of crazy stuff. Anyways, um, so <laughs> just to recap, four ways to have a hassle-free wedding. One, plan ahead of time, so do not procrastinate. Two, consider bundling your services. Again, don't forget about those all-inclusive venues and those destination weddings. Number three, create a vision board. Um, make sure you have your Excel spreadsheets. Make sure you have your budget and make sure you have your vision for your wedding um, and keep that near and dear to your heart. Um, and lastly, number four, communication is key. Asking for those referrals, asking around, looking diligently on social media sites to see who can provide what services for a discount price and how is the quality of their work. Um, all of those things are very, very important. Thanks, ladies, again for tuning in for another episode of The Wedding Blitz Part 2. Um, we will have another one of these coming at you again next week. Again, thanks for tuning in. Have a good one. Bye, ladies, and happy wedding planning.